Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Charles Watts here. Welcome to a live edition of Inside Arsenal. Thank you very much for joining me. already see some questions there in the comments so i'll bring those up and uh yeah hopefully plenty more of you will get involved and we'll have a good old chat about all things arsenal for the next half an hour or so lots to talk about of course arsenal in action later on i want to say tonight but it's not it's tomorrow morning our time but if you're in the united states it'll be tonight that game against barcelona the final game of the u.s tour arsenal going into it i don't want to say with a point to prove after um the man united game but certainly i think a lot of people looking at it and just wanting to see a a better performance than what the team produced in that game against uh, uh, Man United a few days ago. Playing against a Barcelona team who have been struck down by illness in the preparation for it. It's a not ideal pressure preparation from Barca. Remains to be seen who's going to play, who was ill, who wasn't, who trained enough to play. Uh, it's, of course, in LA at uh, Stan Kroenke's um, SoFi Stadium, isn't it? It's called the home of the LA Rams. And so Arsenal kind of on home territory if you want to call it that. Um, also, some comments to discuss about Declan Rice. Like if you haven't seen it yet, I retweeted the interview earlier. Melissa Reddy from Sky Sports did a really good sit-down interview with Declan Rice over in LA ahead of that Barca game. Said some really interesting stuff, which um, I thought I'd look at at the start of this. Um, Mikel Arteta has been speaking overnight um, ahead of the game against Barcelona. So we'll take a look. He said some stuff about Kieran Tierney's future um, as well. So plenty to talk about. Well, I thought I'd quickly just... Um, bring up what Declan Rice has had to say. If you haven't seen this interview, like I've said, I have put it out on my social media channels. Melissa Reddy did a really good sit down with Declan. I thought this was a really interesting point here about, he spoke about Mikel Arteta and the kind of difference that he's already encountered since moving to Arsenal. And he said, yes, it's crazy. It's honestly crazy. I'm already seeing football in a completely different way. You think you know football growing up and when you when you play, but when you meet managers like Mikel, you realise you really don't know anything about football. There are different styles and different ways of playing that I've never experienced before. Of course, the way I played at West Ham is completely different to the way Mikel plays, so it's going to take some time to adapt, but I'm really eager to learn to improve, <clears throat> to ask questions, to do one-on-one training to improve 
and try and get it as quickly as possible. Hopefully, once all that starts to click, Arsenal will be amazing. And of course, I want to go up a few levels as well, which I know I can. So yeah, it's really important that I adapt. And I think that's really key, as I've spoken about, Declan Rice adapting. I don't think it's going to take Declan too long to adapt. <clears throat> I think Kai Havertz the same falls into the sort of same category. You've got a lot of criticism, Kai Havertz, for his game, his performance against Man United. And he wasn't great. Let's face it, he wasn't great. But you know, we've got two players, two new players in the middle of a midfield three. It's going to take time to adjust. Of course, it can't be too much time because if you do that, all the other teams will be off in the blink of an eye and there'll be a big points gap already at the start of the season. So you can't really have too much time to bet in, but we're going to, there are going to be some teething problems. I think we've got to accept that. But I thought that was really interesting comments from uh, Declan Rice, which I wanted to talk about. All right, let's get to some of your questions, shall we? Let's start with Harry Horse. He said, very quiet on Balogun in press conference. Yeah, it was. I'm not sure why. Obviously, I'm not over there. Um but there wasn't anything asked about Balogun and why he did, hadn't trained. So it's not really much I can add to that because I haven't seen what Mikel is. I mean, Mikel didn't say anything and I haven't seen anything reported. Um, so it remains to be seen whether Balogun will be involved tonight or not. I had a look through the final photos of uh, the Arsenal put up ahead of that game against Barcelona, the final session, and he didn't seem like he was in any of those as well. So we don't know if it's an injury or what. I'm sure it will come out before the game or after the game today is going to be lots of interest no doubt from the united um, journalists from the united states more than anything about what's going on with Balogun. so i'm sure we will find out a little bit more as uh, the sort of in the build up to the game or certainly after the game tonight it's one from aaron about batillo um the brazilian player i'm sure you've seen him linked very heavily in the brazilian press recently not so much over here it's a tough one. But I haven't had full confirmation. What I do know about Patillo is that he's a player who's been offered around this summer to Premier League clubs. Gremio are open to selling him and his agents are working to get him a move to the Premier League. I don't know. Or I haven't been told that Arsenal are one of the clubs they've spoken to. As far as I was aware or am aware, his, the focus on getting Batillo a move to the Premier League has been focused more on mid-table teams, that sort of thing. That's not saying Arsenal wouldn't be there. I'm sure they've been sounded out. You know, we know that Eddie's got very good relationships over there with agents and, and, and clubs, and I'm sure Arsenal have been sounded out and there may have been discussions held. But as far as I'm aware, at the moment, I don't think it's anything like as concrete as the reports in Brazil suggest. He's just a player who is on the market, who agents and everything are trying to secure a move to the Premier League this summer. And Gremio are very open to him moving to the Premier League this summer. He's been really heavily linked with Arsenal, but I haven't found out yet myself or been told that there's anything really concrete in those links to Batillo. He's just a player on the market who's looking for a move to the Premier League. That doesn't mean it's not happening. Of course, it just might be that I haven't heard about it myself, but that's the situation when it comes to Batillo as far as I know it. There's, you know, Alex Davis here is asking about it as well. So, um, yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's that's the latest. That's all I can say on Batillo at the moment. I just don't think that it's anything like as concrete as we've seen in the Brazilian press. Maybe it will be soon, but that's where that's where we are at the moment. Who uh, experiments says I want to know your top three players in the current squad. Oh, that's difficult. That is difficult. Well, um, uh, Bakaya Saka, because it's Bakaya Saka, what a player, what a person, uh, Arsenal through and through, Martin Odegaard, because he's just the type of footballer that I love to watch, just 
class on and off the pitch. Um, and then who else? Oh, God, I don't know. I like them all. I love Gabriel Martinelli. He's just plays football the right way. That sort of raw energy about him. William Saliba is just an absolute Rolls Royce of a player. So it's really, I mean, Emil Smith-Rowe, I've got such a soft spot for. I just think he's a fantastic young player. So I'm going to go Saka. So I'm going to go Saka, Odegaard and Saliba. There you go. They're my favourite three players. Rumours yesterday that Locatelli is available for 25 million. Any truth in this? I didn't see those rumours. Um, any truth in what he's available? I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> if you're saying any truth in Arsenal. <clears throat> sorry, my throat's rubbish at the moment. Uh, any truth in Arsenal? I don't think so. As far as I'm aware, Arsenal were definitely interested in Locatelli a couple of years ago before he made that move to Juventus. But I'm not aware that that's uh, that, that sort of interest is, has come about again. He might well be on the move, but uh, I don't think it's going to be to Arsenal. Here we are from Carl Guna, sending love and respect from Malaysia, Charles. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Right back at you. Uh, the game is 10.30. Yeah, morning game for you guys. Then tomorrow is 3.30 p.m. morning time uh, for the UK. That is a very, very late one. So good luck if you, uh, if you are staying up for that. If party extends, do you see us going for another defensive midfielder? Ask Carl Guna. I don't understand that question if party extends you mean if extended contract i don't see why you would be going for another defensive midfielder if party extends his contract because you've already got Jorginho, declan rice and thomas party if he leaves i think then yes 100 but i'm not expecting him to leave um so yeah thank you very much for that changes hi charles love the vids you play a lot of golf just wanted to know what's your handicap 19 at the moment but i'm planning on getting that down it's been a lot lower than that before in the past but i just don't play enough uh for it to be higher um higher than that uh, lower than that sorry at the moment yeah lots of people asking about Flo Balogun it was strange I'm not sure exactly why I haven't spoken to any of the journalists over there yet about what 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 the deal is with that but um, I'm sure there was a reason why it wasn't here's one from Edward says hi Charles long time follower from Singapore tons of Arsenal fans here you should consider doing an Asia tour just wanted to ask what you think a successful 23-24 season would look like. I was in Singapore for the Arsenal tour a few years ago. Saw us play Atletico Madrid and, oh God, I can't remember who the other game was. I'm sure you might have been there, Edward. It was a very good tour, a very uh, lovely city as well. What would a successful 23-24 season be for Arsenal? Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Because, I mean, if you're saying you've got to build and improve on what you did last year, they finished second last year, so the only way you can improve on that is by winning it this year but it's easier said than done when you're going up against a Manchester City but I think they've certainly got to produce another strong push for the title this season and I think more importantly well not more importantly but equally as importantly I think they need to go deep into the um, Champions League I think that's going to be really really key it's one of the big question marks still well one of the few question marks really still hanging over Mikel Arteta is his ability in knockout games in Europe he hasn't been that successful since he took over at Arsenal he's had a couple of really poor defeats in that competition in the Europa League obviously Olympiacos the sporting game last season albeit on penalties did get to the semi-finals once but then again it was a really poor performance over the two legs against Villarreal um, and so I think Mikel's got a bit to prove when it comes to that sort of thing and um, that's why I think going deep into that competition is going to be really, really important for him and for Arsenal. So I think that that would be a su <laughs> is successful season, the right word. I'm not sure, but I think that that would certainly be a good season if Arsenal can really push for the title again and have a really good run in the Champions League. And who knows, maybe win a cup competition as well. 
Yeah, Charlie, looking ahead to tonight's game against Barcelona, I think it's going to be really interesting what um, Mikel does in midfield tonight. He obviously went with the Odegaard, Rice, Havertz trio for the game against Manchester United. Will he do that the same again tonight? Is if that's the you would think if that is the three that he's got in his head that he is going to start against Nottingham Forest in a few weeks' time in that first Premier League game of the season, then he will go with that again tonight because he will want to get as many minutes into that trio as possible, give them as much opportunity to get to know each other as possible before the Premier League gets underway. Or will he, if he doesn't try that, if he goes something different, will he go with, you know, will we see Thomas Partey in midfield in the, at the base of that midfield with possibly Declan Rice and um, and Odegaard in front of him? I'll just bring up some quotes, actually. I thought this was interesting from um, Mikel here. If you haven't seen it, this is from his press conference overnight. He said, we're going to have to find the right balance as well. He's talking about midfield. Says a year ago, uh, but a year ago, Granite could never play that as an attacking midfielder. So let's try and get the work done. It's the first time we played with four players inside, and three of them have never played for us. So three out of the four, they never played together ever. So tranquilo, which means calm uh, in Spanish. Day by day, keep doing the right things, give people opportunity to settle them into the right things, and we will be fine. You use a word that is physical. So if I put Granite and Kai, and I ask you who is more physical, what would you say? Kai is one meter 91. So it de depends what you mean by physical. Physical is also to run, running behind the forward, to tackle. It depends. So we will fit in with the qualities that we have. That's for sure. All the good thing is that we have options as well. When we have a game that is more physical, we can become physical as well. We have the right options. I think he's very right there. We talk about the options. He can really, if he wants to be a really physical midfield, you know, play Thomas Party and, um, Declan Rice together. That is a very physical midfield. I think I think you're in a really strong position there. But you can change things up as well and have different options. But I think he's when he says they're tranquilo, you know, be calm, let's be patient, give the time, the players a little bit of time to settle. I think that is an important message. It's tough because it's football. You never really want to be patient in football. You want to see immediate results. And if you're Arsenal and you want to compete with Manchester City, you need immediate results. Because if you don't get them, then you find yourself six to nine points behind within a month of the season starting and basically the title's gone. They're not going to drop those amount of points. So as much as you want them, you want to give players time to bed in. And I think they have to be given time to bed in. You also have to get results if you want to be up there competing for the Premier League title next season. So it's a difficult balance to find. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how Mikel Arteta does that. You know, do you... Do you allow Havertz a little bit of extra time to settle into that completely new role? Because for everyone, I think Havertz is in a really is in a probably a tough position. Coming from Chelsea, he's playing a completely new role, which he hasn't really played before. A new club, you know, it's, that's a lot to deal with. Declan Rice potentially as well, because Thomas Party, if he's replacing Thomas Party like for like, that's a very difficult role to do. We know that Thomas Party took a long time to settle into that role, so. They're, both of those new players face a lot of challenges and doing that at a time when you need to get results, it's not ideal, it's not easy, but it's going to have to be done. So, um, yeah, Charlie says there, I'd like to see Party Rice Odegaard start tonight. I do tend to agree with you. I, th I think I would like to see that start. But if Arteta has in his mind that he wants to play Rice, Havertz and Odegaard against Nottingham Forest then I think he probably should go with that three tonight and continue to go with that three right through to the opening game of the season because they just need to get as many minutes as possible playing to each other. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. 
you really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Here's one from Liam saying, Sup, Charlie, have a sign-in. Such an odd one to me. Not an Arteta player at all, is he? Just that lazy mentality. I can't see it working myself. See, I don't agree on that. I don't agree with the whole lazy mentality. I don't understand that comment, to be honest, because look, I didn't watch Havertz loads at Chelsea, but the people that I speak to at Chelsea who watched him all the time, one thing he wasn't was lazy. He presses really well. He never stops working. He runs a lot and you know he plays with real intensity. He's Obviously, he's a tall player. He might, he might look a little bit, oh, I don't want to say lazy because it's not the right word, but a little bit languid. Is that the right word? Um but I don't think he's lazy at all. And everyone who's watched him, saw him play for Chelsea, I think will agree with that. And that he actually presses really well. And his work ethic from the front is really, really good. So I think in a way he is an Arteta player. And that's certainly what I've got from the, you know, the reporters from Chelsea who watched him week in, week out last season. Obviously his performances need to improve because they weren't great for Chelsea. But I don't think it was ever his work ethic that was particularly an issue there. Um, here's one from Harry. I wish I could answer this one properly. Uh, what's going on with Nicolas Pepe? He hasn't rejoined with the squad and seems to be no news about him. Yeah, it's a weird one. He's not come back to London Colney or he certainly hadn't come back to London Colney last I heard. Mikel did speak about him briefly the other day in a press conference and said he's injured and that's why he's not come back yet. Which, again, just feels odd to me because if he was injured, you know, if you've got an injured player, surely you want them back at the club to be working with the medical staff. Um, to get them fit as quickly as possible. So I think there's definitely, I mean, it, I don't think it takes a rocket science to work out what's going on with Nicolas Pepe at the moment. He's free to go. Arsenal are very willing to sanction a move this summer. I think all parties right now are just working on, you know, finding out the best solution and working out what can happen when it comes to Nicolas Pepe and his future. But it's pretty crystal clear, I think, that his future isn't with Arsenal. Chris says, sales are a bit worrying. Why aren't we getting sales done? Um, yeah, look, ideally, Arsenal would have had quite a bit of money in through the door at the moment, but it's not that easy when it comes to transfers, is it? I think you need two people involved in transfers or three people involved in transfers. You need a buying club, a selling club, and the player needs to be willing to, to go. Um, I think at the moment, the key players who I think we all know or the, the players we all know who could potentially leave, Balogun, Tierney, Pepe, Tavares, Laconga, those sort of players, you know, things just haven't really sort of moved forward yet. I think there is a bit of a lull in the transfer window at the moment. I think it started very quickly, especially for Arsenal, obviously. You know, they got so much business done early and their big business done early. Now there's just a little bit of a lull. Everyone's gone away on their pre-season tours and it just feels like everything's kind of settled a little bit after a quick start. But once everyone gets back to their home countries ahead of the new season, as the transfer deadline really starts to approach, I think we're going to see it kick back into gear again. 
Um, and I think Arsenal will make some sales. It would be brilliant if they've got some of it done now and they've got some guaranteed cash through the door. I mean, they have sold Granit Xhaka and Pablo Mari, remember, but Mari was obviously done as part of the deal, that the loan deal they agreed last summer. But they've at least got Granit Xhaka out and got some money in for him. And I fully expect... A couple of others, at least, to follow. You know, I'm sure I still think Balogun's going to go. Um, I know that's not going to please a lot of people, but I still, if you sort of ask me right now what I think, I think he will probably go. I wouldn't be surprised if Tierney goes. Still, despite Mikel Arteta talking about Tierney, I've got quotes here. He asked about Kieran Tierney yesterday. If he was still part of his plans, he said he is. He is in our plans, and as you said, he came on really well on Saturday. It's not the first time. Every time he's played in preseason, he's been really good. This is why we want to create competition in the team, rain the level of each individual. There's going to be a huge benefit for the team to get to another level. Um, and he's done really well, Kieran Tierney. I think he's actually spot on there, Mikel Arteta. I think every single, single appearance against Nuremberg, against United, in the All-Stars, I think he's looked very, very bright when he's came on. But having said all that, I still think if a good offer came in for him, he would go. I don't think Arsenal are pushing him out the door and, whacking a for sale sign over his head or anyone's head, really, apart from probably Nicolas Pepe. Um, I don't think there's that for sale sign over pretty much any of them. But if a good offer arrives, I don't think there's many players in this squad, barring the ones we would all think about, who are completely untouchable. I think there's a few who, if a good offer arrives, Arsenal will sit down and they will think about it. And I think certainly Tierney and those sort of players fall into that category. And I think a few will still get done. Um between now and the end of the season, uh, end of the summer, sorry. One of Lavia, Kudos and um, Elise. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think Arsenal need Lavia, so not him, because I think if Party had gone, I think Lavia would have been a good option, but I don't think they need him. So, and I think he's going to, it looks like he's probably going to go to Liverpool anyway. And I'm not sure how serious Arsenal were about Lavia this summer. I know, again, there was a lot of reports. They were very, very serious. I'd never heard that myself, but... Um, he's obviously a player they would have looked at because all the top clubs were looking at him. So probably out of Kudos and Elise. Look, we know Elise can uh, do it in the Premier League. And I think he's a really good player, really exciting player. I don't think Arsenal would be a great move for Elise, though, sort of looking at it from a player's point of view. I, I would probably go for Kudos. I think he's got, I think he's very versatile. He can play in a lot of positions, he can play centrally, he can play out wide. And I think out of all of those players, I think he fits the bill well for Arsenal. And I think Arsenal probably fit the bill pretty well for him. I think Elise, I'm not sure it'd be a smart move by him to come to Arsenal at his stage of his career in the positions that he plays and with the players that he'll be competing with at Arsenal. So I'm going to go straight down the middle there. I'm going to go Kudos. This is from Alex, who kind of, this is kind of similar to what I answered earlier, actually. He said, hi, Charles. Due to the massive success last season, is anything other than an improvement of last season's league position deemed a failure? I don't think so. I think a lot of people might. But I think you have to be, a re be realistic, isn't it? The only way you can improve if you are Arsenal on last season is by finishing above Man City. And that's just not easy. They're the best team in Europe. They're the best team in the world. They're the treble winners. That's the only way you can improve on the season uh, if you're Arsenal. In the league, that is, is by beating Man City. So I don't think you can consider that a failure if that doesn't happen. But I do think, as I said before, they've got to do better in the cup competitions. That has to be done next season. I think if you can do that and you still finish second, I think that's definitely an improvement on last season. So, um, so no, I don't really see it as a failure, if you see what I mean. I haven't had anything heard anything on Steve Rounds replacement um and as I spoke about at the time I look at it and wonder um 
does it really does he really need replacing it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't have an out and out replacement um for Steve Round I think you know when at the time when he came in Steve Round I think he was really really necessary Arteta was a very young and experienced manager Steve Round knew the Premier League had worked in it for years and years and I think the trio of him Mikel and Albert worked very very well together and you know they all had their very defined roles in that coaching setup and Steve's was very much either the sort of training ground coach the guy the sort of bridge between the players and the coaching staff the old school English type coach and I kind of look at where Arsenal are now and how far Mikel's career has progressed and I just wonder did he really need that coach there now when you've got Albert and you've got some really good young up-and-coming coaches like Miguel Molina and Carlos Cuesta and I kind of look at it and I just think I wonder if that role Steve Rowe's role almost became a little bit redundant and so now that he's gone I just think is it does he really need replacing maybe you just give extra responsibilities to Carlos and Miguel which I think is very very important if those coaches want to stay at Arsenal they need to see signs that they can progress and continue developing their coaching career and if you've got two very senior head coaches ahead of you that's going to be really difficult so yeah I, I think Mikel might be happy where it is he might add to the coaching staff but I'm not sure it'll be a direct replacement for someone as senior as, as Steve Round. Right I'm going to go through a couple I'm just looking through to see if there's ones that I've missed here that um, have I've not kind of duplicated if you see what I mean. Uh, here's one from Bullman. It says, for team morale, how important do you feel it is to win a trophy this season, especially when you take into account our spending last two seasons? Summers. I think it's really important. I think for the progress, I think for the team, for these young players, you know, a lot of them weren't around when they won the FA Cup, when the club won the FA Cup a few years ago. And, you know, every successful team needs to start by with a trophy and build on that. And Arsenal haven't had that. This current crop hasn't had that yet. So they can get their hands on a trophy, whether it be a cup competition, whether it be the, the ultimate in the Premier League or the Champions League, then that would be fantastic. But I think it'd be really, really important. That's why I want to see Mikel take the cup competitions a little bit more seriously. And I want to see better performances in the cup competitions this season because I think it'd be really important. I think it would give the squad such a huge lift um, to get their hands on a trophy. So, so yeah, I think that'd be really, really important. Okay, we're going to look for maybe one more. You're talking here about the updates on Omar, Reckick, Norton, Cuffey and Miguel Aziz. Well, at the moment, um, they're all part of the loan group. There's a there's a loan group at Arsenal who are all available and are all having discussions over where they're going to go this season. And all three players here that you've included are in that loan group. Um, I don't know how close it is for them to go, but they, I'm sure they are going to go before the end of the uh, end of the window there's plenty of other players involved in that as well who um who could well go so all three of those I do expect to leave um at some point this summer Liam says is Rice Havertz and Ode midfield better than the party jacket and Ode midfield I don't think it is well it's kind of I don't know because we haven't seen it enough have we so it's really difficult I think it's going to be a very different midfield um, to that, they're going to bring different qualities. They're going to play in slightly different positions. I think it's definitely an evo it's it's a kind of signs of the squad evolving a little bit. Um, it just remains to be seen. Really, I can't answer it right now. Just be, I, I look at it and I think look, it's it's close. But I think at the start of last season, none of us were expecting Jacker to have the type of season that he had, and we don't know what type of season Havertz is going to have. He could absolutely bang. We just don't know it or not. We're going to have to wait and see on it. But um, 
you know, last year's midfield was excellent. It really was excellent, but players were aging. A couple of those players were aging in that midfield. One of them's left. One of them's still here. They've been the two. There's been two younger players brought in, and I think for the future that's very, very important. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I think we, either of those midfields are really, really strong. And I do think, although you've got their Rice, Havertz, and Ode midfield, I think Rice, Party, and Ode midfield is very exciting prospect I have to say uh, so quick one here from Tittletown says Yankee here CW appreciate you and following you on Twitter for years any thoughts on the support scene in America this week fantastic brilliant support it's been great I've, lots of my mates are over there at the moment enjoying it all I say it's been brilliant all the build-up all the events that have been staged stuff before the game after the game all the stuff in New York it's been brilliant the fight was interesting the video of the fight not quite sure what that was about. That sort of brought back memories of uh, the dark days under Arsene Wenger going to the Emirates and seeing that not quite as violent as that, but those sort of fights. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I think the support's been great and it's you know it's just brilliant to see how big Arsenal is and you go on these tours. And when I've been over to the Australia tour and Singapore and you really realise just how big a club, how massive the fan base is and what we're seeing over in the United States is, at the moment, I think... Um, is uh you know just it shows that massively fantastic report so yeah great to see uh right aaron here says last question charles any chance of a broad reason readers getting your signed copy of the new book i'm still talking with the publishers about what's happening with all that it's definitely you know i know it's it's going to be released abroad it's been released in the states for example a little bit later on in the year i'm not sure about how signed copies get uh, are going to get sent or how we're going to do it but if i do hear anything else i will of course tell you and let you know how it can all work so thank you very much for your question aaron all right that's it from me now everyone thank you very much for your time appreciate it as always do have a very good end to your day wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world and if you're staying up late tonight or getting up early in the morning in the uk to watch the game have fun enjoy it and if you're lucky enough to be over in the states please do have a great time hopefully celebrate a very good arsenal win to end the tour have a great day everyone i'll speak to you soon Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 